0: Chapter Two, Section Seven of the Greek View of Life by Goldsworthy Lowes Dickinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter Two, Section Seven, Faction and Anarchy. This internal schism which ran through almost every state, came to a head in the great Peloponnesian War, which divided Greece at the close of the fifth century, and in which Athens and Sparta, the two chief combatants, represented respectively the democratic and the oligarchic principles each appealed to the kindred faction in the states that were opposed to them and every city was divided against itself the party that was out for the moment plotting with the foreign foe to overthrow the party that was in Thus the general Greek conception of the ordered state was so far from being realized in practice that probably at no time in the history of the civilized world has anarchy, more complete and cynical, prevailed. To appreciate the gulf that existed between the ideal and the fact we have only to contrast such a scheme as that set forth in the republic of plato with the following description by thucydides of the state of greece during the peloponnesian war not long afterwards the whole hellenic world was in commotion in every city the chiefs of the democracy and of the oligarchy were struggling the one to bring in the Athenians, the other the Lacedaemonians. Now in time of peace men would have had no excuse for introducing either, and no desire to do so, but when they were at war and both sides could easily obtain allies to the hurt of their enemies and the advantage of themselves the dissatisfied party were only too ready to invoke foreign aid and revolution brought upon the cities of hellas many terrible calamities such as have been and always will be while human nature remains the same but which are more or less aggravated and differ in character with every new combination of circumstances in peace and prosperity both states and individuals are actuated by higher motives because they do not fall under the dominion of imperious necessities but war which takes away the comfortable provision of daily life, is a hard master, and tends to assimilate men's characters to their conditions. When troubles had once begun in the cities, those who followed carried the revolutionary spirit further and further. And determined to outdo the report of all who had preceded them by the ingenuity of their enterprises and the atrocity of their revenges. The meaning of words had no longer the same relation to things, but was changed by them as they thought proper. Reckless daring was held to be loyal courage prudent delay was the excuse of a coward moderation was the disguise of unmanly weakness to know everything was to do nothing frantic energy was the true quality of a man a conspirator who wanted to be safe was a recreant in disguise the lover of violence was always trusted, and his opponent suspected. He who succeeded in a plot was deemed knowing, but a still greater master in craft was he who detected one. On the other hand, he who plotted from the first to have nothing to do with plots, was a breaker-up of parties, and a poltroon who was afraid of the enemy. In a word, he who could outstrip another in a bad action was applauded, and so was he who encouraged to evil one who had no idea of it. The tie of party was stronger than the tie of blood because a partisan was more ready to dare without asking why for party associations are not based upon any established law nor do they seek the public good they are formed in defiance of the laws and from self-interest the seal of good faith was not divine law but fellowship in crime if an enemy when he was in the ascendant offered fair words the opposite party received them not in a generous spirit but by a jealous watchfulness of his actions revenge was dearer than self-preservation any agreement sworn to by either party when they could do nothing else were binding as long as both were powerless but he who on a favourable opportunity first took courage and struck at his enemy when he saw him off his guard had greater pleasure in a perfidious than he would have had in an open act of revenge he congratulated himself that he had taken the safer course and also that he had overreached his enemy and gained the prize of superior ability. In general the dishonest more easily gain credit for cleverness than the simple for goodness. Men take a pride in the one, but are ashamed of the other the cause of all these evils was the love of power originating in avarice and ambition, and the party spirit which is engendered by them when men are fairly embarked in a contest. For the leaders on either side used specious names, the one party professing to uphold the constitutional equality of the many the other the wisdom of an aristocracy while they made the public interests to which in name they were devoted in reality their prize striving in every way to overcome each other they committed the most monstrous crimes yet even these were surpassed by the magnitude of their revenges which they pursued to the very utmost neither party observing any definite limits either of justice or public expediency but both alike making the caprice of the moment their law either by the help of an unrighteous sentence or grasping power with the strong hand they were eager to satiate the impatience of party spirit neither faction cared for religion but any fair pretence which succeeded in effecting some odious purpose was greatly lauded and the citizens who were of neither party fell a prey to both either they were disliked because they held aloof or men were jealous of their surviving thus revolution gave birth to every form of wickedness in hellas the simplicity which is so large an element in a noble nature was laughed to scorn and disappeared an attitude of perfidious antagonism everywhere prevailed for there was no word binding enough nor oath terrible enough to reconcile enemies each man was strong only in the conviction that nothing was secure he must look to his own safety and could not afford to trust others inferior intellects generally succeeded best for aware of their own deficiencies and fearing the capacities of their opponents for whom they were no match in powers of speech and whose subtle wits were likely to anticipate them in contriving evil they struck boldly and at once but the cleverer sort presuming in their arrogance that they would be aware in time and disdaining to act when they could think were taken off their guard and easily destroyed The general indictment thus drawn up by Thucydides is amply illustrated by the events of war which he describes. On one occasion, for example, the Athenians were blockading Mytilene. The government, an oligarchy, was driven to arm the people for the defence the people having obtained arms immediately demanded political rights under threat of surrendering the city to the foreign foe and the government rather than concede their claims surrendered it themselves again megara we learn was twice betrayed once by the democrats to the Athenians and again by the oligarchs to the lacedaemonians at leontini the syracusans were called in to drive out the popular party and at Corcyra, the people having got the better of their aristocratic opponents proceeded to a general massacre which extended over seven days with every variety of moral and physical atrocity. Such is the view of the political condition of Greece given to us by a contemporary observer towards the close of the fifth century, and it is a curious comment on the Greek idea of the state. That idea, as we saw, was an ordered inequality political as well as social, and in certain states, and notably in Sparta, it was successfully embodied in a stable form, but in the majority of the Greek states it never attained to more than a fluctuating and temporary realization. The inherent contradiction was too extreme for the attempted reconciliation the inequalities refused to blend in a harmony of divergent tones, but asserted themselves in the dissonance of civil war. End of chapter 2, section 7 Recording by Martin geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey